0: In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. That hymn that we just sang is one I want at my funeral. I can't sing that without choking up. I don't know what it is. There's several of us. That was really dirty, Marilyn, right before the sermon. <laughs> a number of years ago, there was uh, a fellow standing on a subway platform... Uh, in New York City waiting for the train to come, and in front of him a guy who had epilepsy had a seizure and flopped out onto the tracks. The train was coming and the fellow's name was uh, Wesley Autry. He jumped down on the tracks, he didn't have time to get him off there, so he just rolled him in between the two rails and laid on top of him to keep from (laughs) flopping around until the train had gone past. He had oil on his hat and everything from being that close to it. And the newspapers in New York gave different titles to it. One called him the Harlem Hero and another one called him the Subway Superman. But the one I like best, another newspaper said, uh, and this this shows how deeply this story of Jesus in today's gospel lesson permeates all of culture. The other one called him the uh, Good Samaritan of the subway. The Good Samaritan. And we even have uh, evidence that this story has impacted secular law. We have now, um, and Herb you'll know this, a Good Samaritan law that was passed by legislation. So if you help somebody who was in need, if you didn't quite do it right, they couldn't come back and sue you. So the Good Samaritan law is there. This story that Jesus told in today's Gospel lesson, He didn't start out to just drop wisdom on people. It turned out that way. But this is in direct response to a question that was asked him by a lawyer. Now lawyers, these were people who who knew the law of Moses. So the first five books of the Bible. And this lawyer came up to Jesus to test him. I don't know if he was all that sincere about this question. Trying to get something on Jesus probably. He said to him, teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Bill, let somebody in out there what must I do to inherit eternal life? And uh, Jesus said, well, you're the lawyer, you know, (laughs) you know, what's the law say? And he says, well, the law says you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your strength, with all your soul, with all your might, and love your neighbor as yourself. And Jesus said, that's the right answer. Go do that. Well, he was an attorney, a lawyer, and he had the right to remain silent. He should have known that. <laughs> but apparently, he, even though he had the right to remain silent, he didn't have the ability. <laughs> and so he had to follow up with a question to justify himself. And, and who, is, who is my neighbor? And then Jesus told the story. He said there was a man who was traveling from Jerusalem down to Jericho. It goes pretty steeply downhill. And he fell among robbers who beat him, stripped him stole from him and left him half dead. And by chance a priest came by and he gave him a wide berth and walked by on the other side. And then a Levite from whom the the priestly tribe, uh, a Levite, another religious guy, came and he also walked way around him briskly. And then there was a Samaritan who came by who saw the man, had pity on him, bound up his wounds, took him to an inn, said, take care of him, here's some money, and when I come back, if it costs any more to take care of him, I'll pay you then. Okay. At the end of the story, Jesus says to the lawyer, now, who who was neighbor to this man? And the lawyer begrudgingly says, well, I guess the one who showed him mercy. Go and do likewise. In Jesus' parables, there is usually something that is either exaggerated or something that is surprising? And in this parable it's a couple of things that are surprising. The first thing is that it's the two religious guys, the priest and the Levite, that do nothing. This guy, if he was conscious, looking and seeing a priest and a Levite probably thought, oh finally help has arrived. (laughs) No, not so much. And the other surprising thing is that, even more surprising, is that it was a Samaritan. Who helped him. Now if you'll recall our talk about Samaritans, they were kind of a, the Jews considered them a mongrelized, half-blood kind of people. They didn't worship at the right place and some of their theology was even off, you know. And so they, they didn't like Samaritans and Samaritans didn't like them. They used to, Jews used to walk a long way around to, to go around Samaria because you know, it was full of Samaritans. So there was actually armed conflict sometimes. There was, had been blood spilled between the Jews and the Samaritans. And for Jesus to tell the story, if he'd have said, well, one Jew stopped for another, uh, it would have just been, well, you know, take care of your own people. You know, people who are like you, who think like you, and believe like you, and look like you, and smell like you, take care of them. But since he told the story that it was a Samaritan, that is a much deeper level of meaning. It means you are to have care and compassion not just for people who are like you or think like you, for people who don't think like you and aren't like you, who are in fact not even people you would normally like, who in fact are enemies. Ooh. Well, that cuts a little deeply, doesn't it? The Jericho Road. I've been on the Jericho Road. It is It goes downhill pretty fast from Jerusalem to Jericho, but it has rocks and crags and crevices. There's a thousand places for robbers to hide on the Jericho Road, and apparently they did. It had a pretty infamous reputation. But I think for our purpose, it's not just 17 miles of bad road heading down to Jerusalem. For us, the Jericho Road symbolizes anybody who is hurting, who is in pain, who has had injustice done to them and who has needs. That's the Jericho Road anywhere in, in lives. The Jericho Road's not just that 17-mile stretch. It's 17 rooms in an Alzheimer's unit where people have had great loss of memory and personality. It's the 17th floor of the tenement my mother did nursing uh, visits to in Chicago. It's, it's maybe even 17 years that it takes you to get through high school with all of the expectations and the bullying and the clicks and the the teenage angst. It's that. It's anywhere where there is pain and there is suffering. That's the Jericho Road. There was an experiment in a class done at Harvard Harvard Divinity School a number of years ago and uh, the course was called The Church and Society and the course was based pretty much on this around this parable of the Good Samaritan. And when they got to the final they thought they would, you know, test this out a little bit. And so they set people up. They had a guy, an actor, portray somebody who was down and out and kind of <laughs> laying around looking distressed. And, and he was right in front of the classroom where they had to go in and take the final. So they observed this and all of the students went by and went around this guy One student even stepped over him (laughs) to to get into the classroom to take the final. And once they all got in there, then the professor told them, you just took the final. That guy outside, that was the final, and you all flunked. For us, to, to look at the story of the Good Samaritan, Normally when we look at a parable, we always try to identify with one person or another, and in this story I don't think that you want to be identifying with the priest or the Levite, even though (laughs) we are the religious people sitting here, Uh, but I don't think that's one we want to identify with. I think we'd like to identify with the Good Samaritan, which would be fine, except that's not who we are in the story. We're the man in the ditch. We're the person who's bleeding, who's hurting, who has been an enemy and a rebel against God. And Jesus Christ is the Good Samaritan to us in this story. He is the one who binds up our wounds. He is the one who pays the price and will give more if he has to. He is the Good Samaritan and it is then and only then when we understand that's who we are in this story that we are then possibly prepared to go And do likewise. Amen. Now may the peace of God which passes all understanding keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Amen.